and welcome everybody to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, welcome to the table. Uh, it's a very simple, uh, we try to keep it simple podcast about Scripture. And what we'll do is we'll take a verse from the Version verse of the day and just look at it a little bit more in depth, especially focusing on context and where we see Christ in the Scripture. And we believe by doing this, it'll just give us some good rules of thumb so that we don't misread our, our Scripture and try to make it say what we want it to say, Okay. So if you're looking for a simple resource uh, to help you understand your Bible a little better, I, I think you found yourself a good home here. And uh, never is going to replace your regular Bible reading. As a matter of fact, it's supposed to come alongside and help you um, with that discipline. We're committed to the habits of the Christian life here at Cross Point, and and this is supposed to help you there. If you're not a part of, a part of Cross Point Church at all, man, I I am glad you are here. Um, I pray that this will help you, and and it's not meant to just uh, for our church. It's meant to help any believer who wants to know more about Christ. So welcome in. Uh, today's verse comes from the Old Testament, which I love. Uh, it comes from Isaiah one of the major prophets in the Old Testament and uh, one of my favorite books. I love Isaiah and I always have done a lot of reading in it and uh, it's just a beautiful book. Very deep, very high, uh, good stuff and uh, lots of awesome prophecy about Christ in it and so on. So we go now to Isaiah chapter 25. You'll find it back in your Old Testament after the uh, Pentateuch and the writings, you'll find your prophets, Isaiah and Jeremiah are together, and they're both their books are massive. So if you open kind of anywhere near the middle of your Bible, you're either usually going to hit Isaiah or the Psalms. <laughs> so Isaiah 25 and verse one is this, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. So it's already a good verse of the day, I think. Um, this couldn't help but encourage you. Um, it also makes a wonderful prayer. Um, I don't know how many of you guys practice uh, praying scripture, but this one would make a great one. I mean, if you sit before God and say, I'm just not really sure what to say to him, um, this is a beautiful place to go, I would think, you know. And then, um, and then besides that, uh, oh Lord, you are my God, I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things plans formed of old, faithful, and sure. Okay, so that's the second half. This first verse is divided into two parts, which happens so often throughout these readings. Again, I'm not a biblical scholar, so you go to those resources for that. But you'll notice just kind of as a rule of thumb that as you're reading through the prophets and also um, this happens a lot in Psalms, you'll get it to where it's divided into kind of two counterpoints or two, two assertions that kind of help each other. So here it's, O oh Lord, you are my God, and I will exalt you. I will praise your name. And why would he do that? Because uh, the prophet is thinking back on the wonderful things and plans formed of old, faithful, and sure. And uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, Isaiah has many prophecies about Christ and the kingdom of God and all this. And so when you think about it, plans formed of old, faithful, and sure, man, are we living in that right now? You know, all anyone out there is a follower of Jesus Christ. You are living out the promises and the faithful uh, plan of old from a from a powerful God. So that's already a beautiful thing. But another thing to think about now, p placing it back in its context of Isaiah, uh, there's two major divisions in Isaiah, first and second. So uh, it doesn't say so in your Bible. It's all one book. But I'm saying towards the beginning, the first half, um, it seems to, that Isaiah was addressing a um, the 
people of Israel before they had been sent into exile for their sins and idolatry. So God promises and threatens throughout that time that if they don't repent and turn back to him, they will be exiled, meaning uh, they will be sent out. They have to leave their land and they'll be taken captive to other lands. And this is going to happen to them because um, of their idolatry and because they won't turn to God for their strength. And so the first half of Isaiah has like these promises and warnings that this is going to happen to them. And then the second part seems to be um, written to people who um, are, are, have already been in exile. And so here at the beginning, um, Isaiah is writing to them and talking about the power of God. So listen to this. Um, verse 1 says, plans formed of old, faithful, and sure. Verse 2 says, for you have made the city a heap, the fortified city a ruin, the foreigner's palace is a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Verse 3, therefore strong peoples will glorify you. Cities of ruthless nations will fear you. For you have been a stronghold to the poor, a stronghold to the needy in his distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat. For the breath of the ruthless is like a storm against a wall, like a heat in a dry place. You subdue the noise of foreigners as heat by the shade of a cloud, so the song of the ruthless is put down. And so it's a powerful verse of saying these people, the Israeli people, are have been surrounded or, or going to go into exile or have already been taken that way. And so to hear that God is in control, do you hear that? You have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful, and sure. Because throughout Isaiah is the promise they'll go into exile, but there's also the promise that says, even there I will remember you and I will return you to myself. And so when we look at the original author's intent here and in what was happening to the original audience, we find that this has even more power. So we already do that for ourselves thinking, man, yeah, it even went further than that to the coming of Christ and his death and resurrection. And then here I am as a part of these plans formed of old. But even to the original audience, um, they were being reminded that though their situation, uh, they're a small nation being taken apart by bigger ones. God, verse 2, you have made the city a heap, the fortified city a ruin, the foreigner's palace is a city no more, it will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will glorify you. So that would be a huge promise to them back in their context, an even bigger one than just, hey, are you having a hard day? Well, remember, God um, is faithful. That's a good message, but continually with the scripture, we're always reminded to raise our eyes a little bit higher and actually look at the entire global scale of what God is doing um, throughout history and what he will do. Because, of course, those of us who have who know about the book of Revelation, you can go there and you find, oh, actually all nations everywhere will one day bow the knee and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that's a plan that will happen and cannot be turned around by anybody. So this promise just resounds bigger and bigger. Just 25.1, Isaiah 25.1 gets bigger and bigger as it goes. Okay, So um, that context helps us a lot. And this entire thing is a is a hymn. So if you're wondering what it is, it's like this prophetic hymn to God. So it goes on and on. Um, we don't have time for it. Six, verse 6, on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food, of full marrow, of aged wine, well-refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all his peoples, the veil that is spread over all the nations. Listen to this, verse 8, he will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. Now, does anybody remember that? There's an echo in that in Revelation. He will wipe every tear from their eye. 
uh, tears from their faces and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth for the Lord has spoken. Okay, so it goes on and on from there. It's just beautiful stuff. I again, I I wish I had time on this um, podcast to go, but the but our point here is to just take a look at verse one and deepen it a little, a little bit and use some rules of thumb to show how rich Scripture can be. Okay, now um, where can we see Jesus in these verses? This is uh, all along uh, Jesus when he was walking with his disciples. He always do you ever notice how he seems to know something they don't know? And I know I'm putting it lightly, but. Um, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things. Plans formed of old, faithful, and sure. So when now go to your Gospels, and you notice Jesus is always saying, this happened in fulfillment of the Scriptures. This happened to fulfill the Scriptures. I have come to fulfill the Scriptures. I'm not here to abolish the law. I'm here to fulfill the law, and on and on and on. Jesus was well aware that he was walking in the plans of God, that God had absolute control of everything. I love it when he is going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He starts off his prayer by saying, Father, I know that you always hear me, but what I'm saying now, I'm saying for those who are listening. <laughs> I love that. So then right after that, he tells Lazarus to come out of the grave, you know, but Jesus was always trying to show that he was a fulfillment of God's promise to be with his people, to rescue his people. They even The angel tells his mom, Mary, to call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So Jesus was the faithful and sure plan of God formed of old, okay? And that's great um, encouragement to us uh, today as believers. So anyway, Isaiah, it's beautiful. You can't get enough of it. I'd recommend uh, you start from the beginning, go all the way through it. It's not one of those books where you got to kind of, well, you know, you might want to ease into it here or there. No, it's, it's, it's pretty good from page one. So you go back in Isaiah and just begin there and get yourself all the way through and you're going to, you're going to notice riches, but on your way, make sure you pay attention to context and looking for Christ in the verse and, and it'll serve you well. Okay. All right. If you, I want to thank all of you who've been coming up to me and encouraging me about the podcast. I really appreciate it. It means a lot and helps us to keep going with it, knowing that it's helping you. And uh, so I appreciate that. And if you do love the podcast, uh, you can always recommend it to a friend because uh, that helps us a lot. The best way to, to spread the word is, is from you recommending it to a friend. So we appreciate that. And uh, we'll see you next time.